there, Wicked Ones. Welcome back. We're back. This is Tara. And this is Jen. What's going on? Not a whole lot. So we're recording a little early. Yes. Because of work and all other obligations we have coming up. So Yeah, our calendar is starting to get a little fuller. It's a little exciting. We haven't been doing much lately. So this is nice. I'm so excited to use my planner. I don't yeah. I hope we get to resume a little bit more normal activities in the future. Mm-hmm. Things yeah. are looking on the up Same. And up. Same. We need to even if it's just getting out of the house to do something small. We just need to we need to get out of the house. The kids and I for sure do. Yes. And uh, we're working on some things behind the scenes too. So we're going to be on YouTube soon. Yes. Hopefully. <laughs> we are not. You are not going to see us in our podcast recording sweater. Um, yeah. It's just going to yeah. be a still shot. So it's not going to be live recording. Yeah. Right. We're just going to put the still, probably just the still episode pickup and then um, the re- the recording. Yeah. In the background. See, this is us trying to branch out on platforms and social media where we're learning. Trying so hard. Yeah. But we're not, you know, we don't, we don't have a affiliate, you know, we don't, we're not associated with a podcast company or anything like that. It's we have just no network. us. It's just us. Yeah. We don't have a network. That's what I was trying to say. A network. You know, we that do sounds- all of our own everything. So, um, but it's cool. I appreciate that we do. It's a labor of love. Uh, we, it took us a little bit to learn the ins and outs of everything, which was very cool. I think to learn something so new and intimidating and, you know, we tackled that. So that felt really good. We're learning as we go to yeah. everything else. Yeah. There's we're so still... much. It's in bits as far as getting out there and learning yeah. analytics and yeah, yeah. Stuff. I still process. have no idea how to figure out how many people listen. I mean, <laughs> it could be I'm, one, it could be a hundred. Yeah, yeah. I, no I mean, idea. according to our third party, you know, it, things are going well. Um, I'm actually really, I'm just going to think that those are our numbers because they're great. <laughs> so, they feel better. yeah, they do. Um, but yeah, right. I mean, I wish we had someone that could run around and grab us coffee and tell us what episodes to do and give us notes and pointers and maybe just control all of the social media I, for us. I was going to say, I like <laughs> so. doing my own research because that's just who I am. I'm a, I'm a nerd like that. But if there was someone who wanted to um, do our PR and take over our social media accounts, that would be amazing because yeah. that's the stuff I just can't. Yeah. Well, you know, and I don't mind doing the research either. I do like that because I like to, you know, I'm a control freak in that way. I want to, I want to make sure everything's the way that I want it. But narrowing down what I'm going to do is always so hard every week. I just wish somebody could give me a list and be like, you can choose from this one, list one and that is it. You couldn't <laughs> handle anyone editing our stuff either. No. I've even thought so. about being like, Tara, maybe I should do it on occasion, but you couldn't let that go. I'm like, uh, it's hard. <laughs> it's tough, right? It's relinquishing that control. That's that's yeah. tough for me. So yeah. you know, but one day, <laughs> it's why the kids still don't do some of their own stuff. It's because I'm like, you know what? You need to learn how to do this, do this, and then they do it, and it's shit. And then I'm like, you know what? Never mind. And then from then on, I just do it myself. It's a problem. We all have our we all have our things, but um... so February we're. Right. Yes, I never know what day it is. We're in February, right? We're we're recording February. We're recording February. <laughs> okay. So this will come out. I think it's the eighth, ninth, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. The week before Valentine's Day, right around uh, Chase's birthday. But we're still doing 
love stories, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Anything like February. like love gone wrong. Don't get us wrong. It's still prime. Yes. But nothing foofy here. It's all bad news. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> wicked. I mean, that's the other thing, too. It's cool that we've decided to do we've branched out, it, you know, like we said, we're, we're still trying to find our niche and where we want to be. And anything that's a crime goes, anything that we think falls into the wicked category. Yeah. We're not just, just talking yeah. serial killers here. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of like that we've branched out already and we got some, we'll still continue interesting things. So. There's still lots of murder. Don't, don't worry, but there's other things too. So stick around. All right. Well, what's your story for, for Feb? So today I'm going to tell you about the scuba honeymoon killer, uh, the death of Tina Watson. And I want you to tell me what you think at the end, because this story has been going back and forth a lot. Sometimes I think that this was a murder. Sometimes I think it was just negligence or maybe a freak accident. Mm-hmm. I go back and forth. So Ooh. you have to tell me what you think. These are the crazy ones. because It's get, a very I'm, crazy one. People are divided. I don't feel settled at oh, all at the really? end. Because I, you know, as much as I love unsolved mysteries, it just, I don't feel mm. complete. <laughs> I know. I know. So it's really hard for me. Same thing with missing persons. I, I don't feel complete at the end. So I'm going to tell you. A little bit about this, and then you can tell me what you think. Okay, let's do it. Feel free to ask any questions, um, anything that might kind of bring to light any more info or something I might be missing, even though I'm telling you and not looking at it in what you would think would be the right way. Okay. So um, the victim, the death of Christina May, also known as Tina Watson, she was actually born in Germany in 1977. And she was relocated to the U.S. and adopted by her parents, Tom and Cindy, at the age of three. She also had a younger sister, and the family moved around a little bit before finally settling in Birmingham, Alabama. And this is where Tina went to college. She went to college at the University of Alabama at Birmingham, and this is where she met her future husband. Nice. David Gabriel, also known as Gabe Watson. They began dating in January of 2001, and they were married on October 11th of 2003. So, kind of a short courtship, in my yeah. opinion. Being but judgy. I feel but like maybe not. Just... I feel like you, that's what you do in college, right? Mm-hmm. You you get like you go to college, and then you get engaged, and then you get married right away. You kind of follow that. Yeah. I was going to say, I kind of feel like a lot of people did that. Like, a lot of the people that left college as a couple were married. Whether it was right away or later on. Yeah, I agree. Um, they do. Gabe was described um, by friends and family as controlling. Friends said that Gabe had had the engagement ring for an expen- extended period of time and kind of held it over Tina's head, telling <sighs> her he would give it to her when he was ready. Oh, I don't like that. He even said that he had it in his apartment and then that if she looked for it and found it, that he would return it. What? I don't... That's awful. That's just weird. That is weird. I mean, maybe he said it in a joking way. I mean, in the same way that Billy suggests you you go to Disney, you're like, are you kidding? Are you not? (laughs) How many masks do we have to wear? (laughs) You know, so I don't know what context. I don't Mm -hmm. know Gabe and his personality. Yeah. Maybe he has that nasty sarcasm that I do. <laughs> right, where he's just <laughs> saying ridiculous things for the form of his own entertainment. Hey, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt right, for now. Right, you never yeah. know. Um, 
But either way, the the engagement was broken off as well um, for a short period of time before they got back together. There is also a report that Gabe asked Tom, so Tina's dad, for her hand in marriage by phone, and he said the appropriate thing to do would be ask him in person. Oh. They met at a cafe, and apparently Tom never gave him permission. Oh. It was kind of an open-ended conversation. Yeah. So he wanted to see if he'd <laughs> actually meet him in person, and then he He did, to... and then Tom never. No. Hey. Wow. Right. So t- clearly Tina's parents did not care for Gabe. Gabe was seriously into scuba diving and Gabe encouraged Tina to get involved and basically had said, this is what I like and she needs to take up my hobbies. She needs to show that she cares. Huh. Tina's dad, again, voiced his concern about Tina scuba diving because she had a prior heart condition, PSVT. Um, which is where there's an abnormal heart rhythm. Okay. She did have it corrected in 2001, but it was still something that her friends and family worried about. It's, yeah, you I know, see that. any of those extreme sports. I don't know if scuba's extreme, but you know, even the little simulator rides, right? They're like, do not ride this if you have a heart condition. Yeah, I mean, scuba diving is to me, it's a more of an extreme thing because I'm scared of the ocean a little bit, <laughs> but. <laughs> There's just a little. Just a little. Like, I would be the first I don't one. do both. No. No, I'm always worried about the sharks, too. Like, I always imagine, no matter where I'm at on the ocean, that there are just, like, as soon as I put my foot in the water, there's going to be a shark there. Like, I'm terrified. I just can't wrap my head around to something that I can't see to the bottom yes. of. Yes. There has to be things down there. Oh, we still don't know half the ocean. What do they say? That we only know, I don't even know the percentage of what. I'm, it terrifies me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So definitely, I'm not. I'm not a scuba. Uh, so Gabe disregards the concerns of Tina's friends and family, and still continues to encourage Tina to pursue scuba diving. There's lots of tension surrounding the wedding. The reverend who married them uh, said the rehearsal was one of the most stressful events he'd ever attended, Oof. and that Tina was clearly stressed out. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. That doesn't sound good at all. They did say that uh, tensions weren't as high at the, um, oh my gosh, my brain. At the wedding? Yeah, at the, at the, at at the ceremony? No, after the no? wedding. Oh, Reception. Oh, for the love, Jen. <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes I can't think of words either. <laughs> Okay. So the reception, it, apparently it wasn't, the stress wasn't as high. Maybe after the ceremony, everyone kind of cooled down. I was mm-hmm. having a couple drinks and letting loose. I don't know. Right. That's Alcohol. <laughs> Alcohol-induced happiness. It happens. It does. Uh, so they were going on a two-week honeymoon on the Great Barrier Reef on, on Australia. Gabe actually... No, it's oh, just a Great Barrier Reef. Like, that's where the, that's where the Great sweating. Whites are. Oh, um, Yeah. <laughs> So Gabe was originally to do this trip alone. It was a graduation gift from his father and grandmother. So it's like a $10,000 trip. It's a big trip. Okay. But Tina suggested that they do it for their honeymoon. Whether I don't know to be like. Okay. So she suggested that they go. Okay. That's what I read. Okay. 
once again, I am not performing interviews. I'm only going <laughs> by the documents that I find. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so they were going to do one week in Sydney and then one week on the spoil sport where they would dive three to four times a day. So this is actually a diving trip. That's intense. This is what you're doing. Like you're it's diving not, all day, every day. It's not like when you go on a cruise and you're like, we're going to go scooby mm-hmm. for one day. This is a, this is what you're going for. This is your only purpose on this boat is to dive. Okay. I'm out. You do you. <laughs> <laughs> and they were going to dive the popular shipwreck, the SS Yangala. And this was a passenger ship that sank in 1911. It took about 50 years for them to find it, and it was virtually untouched. Ooh, I mean, that sounds cool. Everyone died. Oh. I just okay. had to bring you down and on. <laughs> <laughs> you brought me down. I'm down. I could go on and on about that, says Yangala, but I won't. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm right. going to save those facts for myself. <laughs> um, so they did say that they were doing the week in Sydney kind of for Tina. Mm-hmm. They had plans to do some sightseeing, all that okay. kind of stuff. And then the scuba on the spoils where it was more for Gabe. So I kind of sounds kind of like a happy that. medium. Yeah, like they we both... do those things on our trips yeah. as well. Okay, you can torture me with this. I'm yeah. going to torture you with that. But I like that you're telling me they had a little give and take, and it wasn't just we're just all about me. We're doing what I want to do. This is you know that's no. that's good. So. They also mentioned how Tina was kind of pulling away from her family during the courtship and dating Gabe. And she would actually even use Gabe as an excuse to not see her family. But it comes out that she was really using him as an excuse to not see her family. Her family was kind of controlling as well and helicopter-ish, always together. And she was kind of trying to come out on her own. Mm-hmm. So she really was using Gabe as an excuse. Her friends know that at times okay. to not see her family. So this is where confusion sets in of, is he controlling or is she just saying, oh, well, I can't because Gabe won't let me. But she's just Yeah, or Gabe made us plans to do this. Gabe made yeah. us plans to do that. And Gabe was kind of okay with being the fall guy, I yeah. guess. Okay. So, I mean, it could go back and I get forth. That. There's yeah. a, lot of, a lot of stuff. If I'll it, keep that in mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were, you know, obviously preparing for their honeymoon. Tina had to learn to scuba. Mm-hmm. And scuba did not come natural for her. Her friends were still surprised she was going along with this because they said Tina didn't like to swim or even getting her hair wet. Oh, yeah, no. She doesn't sound like a candidate for this at all. No. It was a very rough start for her. And she actually refused to go back after the first lesson. Mm-hmm. But she had already dropped like $1,800, I think, yeah. in scuba gear. So That's a lot of pressure, too. Like, we're here. We're going to do this. Like, you kind of, she's probably just pushing herself to do it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's not you got to get over those fears, right, Tara? Mm-hmm. It's not this I'll one. Keep them. <laughs> not this one. <laughs> so uh, she eventually finished her training, and she earned her certification in January of two- 2003. But... Her instructor did describe her as panicky, and in an interview that I read, he actually said that he placed himself in a group dive behind Tina on purpose because she was the weakest one in the group, and that he had to be sure, because he noticed her panic, that she wasn't going to ascend too quickly. Right, right. The bends, right? Yeah. I do know that. And she consistently had, like, 
the least amount of air in her tank at the end because the more panicked you are, the more air that you're consuming. Got you. Hey, Uh, that actually comes up in my story. Keep that in mind. I will. Mm -hmm. Um, So after their week in Sydney, which went really well, there's pictures, there's videos, they had a great time. They board the spoil sport with Wade Singleton as their dive instructor for the trip. So he's like the guru, I guess, of of scuba on the boat, right? He's like the man. He's the the man. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Gabe presented himself as an experienced diver with rescue diver certification. Remember that? Oh, boy. Okay. Tina was a much less experienced diver. In fact, she had never dived in what they call like open water mm-hmm. like the ocean oh yeah hers were all just controlled like dives. training yeah dives? they were okay. all controlled dives tina was offered an orientation dive twice and refused both mm-hmm. of them tina that, and okay. gabe both said no thank you and this dive would have been the dive that would probably shed some light on her abilities mm-hmm. and to she, where this Wade guy would have been like the guy behind her make sure that like nothing her, yes. happens. So he, yeah. she wouldn't have been able. So when you go diving, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. So first of all, the company uses um, like a traffic light system. I didn't write any of this down, so I'm going to be all over the place. But That's okay. to describe the ability of the diver, but also the dive itself. Right. So okay. a red diver is like very inexperienced and an easy dive. Okay. And then a yellow is moderate, mm-hmm. moderate dive. And then green is like good to go yeah okay uh she would have definitely been a red and mm-hmm. she would not have a been able red. she would not have been able to use gabe as her dive buddy okay okay she would have had to have wade okay so obviously being on your honeymoon you're going on this week of diving nobody wants their dive buddy to be the dive instructor you want to be with your Right, I understand. You're newlyweds. You want to be together because they would not. Except for me, I would have been like Wade. You, <laughs> my man. You, you and me, <laughs> we're together. Yeah, so I can see kind of where where it was going. Probably not. It was probably not the best decision on their part. Another situation that arises that comes up later is that when you arrive on the boat and you are interviewed by Wade, you are not supposed to be interviewed as a couple or with your dive buddy. You're only supposed to be interviewed individually. Okay. So they can truly assess your, your knowledge. And they were interviewed together. Okay. So Wade, he's, he's in the gray area of rules mm-hmm. and he just, he really just takes their. Well, and I wonder if it's just, you've just been, I get that you take this seriously, but when you are that experienced and you take these people out, oh, you know, this is what you do all day, every day, and this is your deal, then I'm sure there's a little bit more gray that comes into it where you're like, oh, I can handle it. Let's just do this. Let's do that. Yeah. Well, Not I mean, that he's cutting I corners, can imagine but... someone saying that they could scuba dive if they can't. Right. I, so, I mean, if I was him, I'd be like, oh, you got this? Okay. You know what you're getting into. Yeah, yeah. If you're, you know your skill level. He's probably never had anybody it. lie to him before. So... They end up dive buddies. Mm-hmm. I saw that coming. Gabe and Tina yeah. are dive buddies. And your dive buddy is your like, ride or die underwater. Mm-hmm. You never leave your dive buddy under any circumstance. Okay. Um, so it's October 22nd, 2003, and they are to dive the SS Yangala. And the dive is usually actually scheduled for the end of the trip, but it's sometimes done in the beginning 
if that's when the conditions are going to be the best. Mm -hmm. So they're actually starting out at the Asasian Gala. The dive is a drift dive, and it's um, down about 100 feet. And a drift dive is when the diver is transported by the, the movement of the water and the tide. Okay. So there's a descent line. You go down. Then they drift the, the shipwreck with the current, like holding on to like the, the dive line. And then you ascend using a line to get back up. Okay. So so the whole time I you have a line. I was going to just say, no, you don't. No. Oh, okay. You ascend. You Then you go let go. Current. Yes, you let and go. And then you go back to the line? You go back to the line okay. to go up. Um, and that basically is like where the, sh- the ships are or the boats mm-hmm. to get you in and out of the yeah. water. Uh, it's, I mean, it's kind of sounds cool, but, and then, then this dive, you also have to wait and kind of pause to avoid the bends, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And that kind of adds a little bit more time. The divers are recommended to make that safety stop of three to five minutes between 15 to 20 feet at the end of the dive. Okay. So just kind of hang out there, breathe a little bit, let your body adjust the oxygen levels, and then yeah. go ahead. Right. Go ahead. So you're like holding on your dive line, right? And mm-hmm. then you, you yeah. wait that time, and then you can go the rest the rest of the way back up. So, I mean, it sounds like kind of a drift dive. Sounds kind of cool, right? Because your body moves with the currents. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you remember, your body's moving with the currents. So mm-hmm. you're not complete. You have to be a pretty strong swimmer. I don't know, right? Yeah. Yeah, you would think. It's carrying mm-hmm. you. You have to be able to... Yeah, well, you, oh, that's right. You said she doesn't like to swim. That doesn't sound good. No. So they're prepping to get into the water, and the crew notices that Gabe is fumbling with his equipment and that he needs help. And he basically puts Tina's equipment on her. He dresses her. Okay. So if he needs help with his equipment, he's not as certified as he says he is. Maybe. I don't. Or maybe he just wanted help. I don't know. So they get out to the water. And at about 10.15, Gabe claims his dive computer was was beeping, and he signaled to Tina to go back to fix the battery. So, you know, they wear these, there's like a transmitter, and then you wear a wrist, I guess, version. Um, What does it do for you? What does it tell you? So it monitors, like, your depth, how fast you're ascending, descending, your air in your tank. Mm -hmm. Um, like your heart, any of it's any almost. I don't know about. Stuff? I don't oh. know about your heart rate, but I mean, it's measuring. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the dashboard of your car. Okay. Yeah. Oxygen is probably the most important thing that I would worry about anyway. Yeah. Um. So he, they go back to the boat, and Gabe borrows a coin from someone in the crew. He opens his dive watch, and he ends up the battery was backwards. I don't, that's kind of a big deal. You should probably oh. check that ahead of time, but yeah. that's what he told everyone. And then he flipped his battery around because it was backwards and then also asked about more weights for Tina. Okay. So what would that do for her? Would that help her in any way because of her inexperience? Um, so from what I understand, you need more weights when you are in open water versus like a lake, right? Because mm-hmm. there's a current that has to carry you. So you're not able to descend unless you have the the proper amount of weights. Okay. I guess she was saying that she needed more weights. She didn't feel like she was going to be able to descend And if properly. she's not a great swimmer, she probably can't, like, swim down. I mean, you, yeah. you have to be a strong swimmer to do that as well, even in just without a current to get down to the bottom. I can imagine. You got to work your way down there. I... So they asked... He asked about more weights for Tina, but no one is sure if he put them on her. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one witnessed him putting more weights on her. So he fixes um, his dive computer, and they're getting ready to get back in the water. And at this point, some of the divers are already coming back up to the dive boat. Oh, because they're done. They're and done. They They've already done started. it, and they haven't even started. Okay. So Gabe says they're about a minute to the top of the wreck when Tina signals to him to go back. So okay. they're in the water now. They're descending. It's been about a minute, and Tina's She's waving her arms. She's signaling. I don't know what the signal is, but mm-hmm. she's basically saying, like, we need to go back. He said that they kind of, he knew that the currents were stronger than the, what they were comfortable with. He could feel this is not, mm-hmm. this was way more, they were in over their head. They weren't experienced as they claimed to be. Mm-hmm. So he know, he says that Tina begins sinking vertically. Vertically? Okay. 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 He held her hand, but he had to let go to fill his BCD. Right. So that's your buoyancy control device. So you fill that up and it helps you float to the top faster. So he had to let her hand go. So he could fill his. To fill his buoyancy tank. He couldn't. And he thought she was filling hers as well. Okay. Um, so then he. But it, do you know, like, was she like, she was falling down and he was like above her holding her hand. But then he lets her hand go. To fill his tank to go up. And he thought she was doing the same thing. Okay. But she wasn't. She's continuing to sink. And he reached for her vest to pull her up. But she starts, like, kind of flailing her arms. And her arms knocks off his mask and regulator. Okay. So he has to let go of her. To now fix To now fix himself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now Tina's sinking. By the time that he fixed himself up, he felt she was too far down to reach. Okay. He never went deeper than a few feet to try to reach her. So it sounds like he might have even panicked at this point and just said, I'm going up to get help? Yes. So they say, by his description of distance and timing... And his level of certification, it shouldn't have taken him more than three or four fin kicks to reach her. Okay. And then inflate her bust and bring her up. Right? Because then he mm-hmm. could inflate her BCD. and Yeah. But he doesn't do that. So she's sinking. He claims that he gave a distress signal to other divers as he was going up the line. So another boat. I don't know the name of the boat, but not the spoil sport. So there's other divers come, coming from another boat okay. to dive. And he's saying that he gave a distress signal to these two divers that he saw, but they didn't. Nobody saw these nobody, distress signals. Okay. Nobody saw this. Seeing that no one's around, no one's recognizing his distress signal. Gabe rocketed to the top. Okay. Rocketed. 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 Okay. And he was ripping off his gear. He had been underwater for only seven minutes total he came up next to the diver dinghy but wade was already in the water because i think from what i understand he he goes down and still kind of checks everything out makes sure Mm -hmm. everybody's getting through yeah i mean he's kind of you know seeing everything over 
And he noticed there's a diver on the seafloor. And looking for the buddy. Yeah. This diver's all by himself. He can't figure out what's going on. And she's just laying there? She's just laying on the seafloor. There's a photo of this. Good God. There's a photo of this. Like somebody accidentally took it? Yes. Like, so a husband and wife were diving at the same time. He was taking a picture of her, and not until they got home and developed the film did they see this in the background. There's a picture of her laying on the on the ocean oh, floor. That's that's awful. I bless her parents. I just can't even. Uh, so Gabe goes down. He notices that she's on the seafloor. He gets there. He pushes air from her regulator he dropped his weight belt because he realized that she was weighted so heavily and that her weights are in her vest so she didn't have like a belt on she had like weights inside hers so he dropped his weight belt there and that was enough to bring both of them or to weigh both of them enough too yes okay so fill their bcds and then he also like um made sure that he was carrying her so she was face up so that her airway was open. Like, there's a certain way that you have to bring them to the top. Okay. And he truly rocketed to the top. It took him just 90 seconds, according to his dive computer, uh-huh. to bring Tina to the surface. Gabe took twice as long to travel half the distance. So Gabe was not in the hurry that Gabe he said he was. never went down more than 50 feet. That doesn't look good, Gabe. That's... No. That's not trying to save your wife, Gabe. No. Uh, Tina was underwater for about 10 minutes. She still had a regulator in her mouth. Mm-hmm. Her eyes were open. She was taken to the adjacent Jazz 2, where they attempted res- resuscitation for 40 minutes. Oh, gosh. Okay. Wade said when he rescued her, all her equipment was working. She still had two-thirds of a tank remaining. But she was weighted down with 20 pounds, and someone her size should have had seven or eight. Oh, wow. Okay. So almost three times. Three times, yeah. I uh, gave. But she still had air in her. She still had air in her tank. Okay. Mm -hmm. But she wasn't breathing. So Gabe returned to the spoil sport during this process. Okay. And... Wade's underwater, Gabe's returning to the spoil sport, where he told the other divers... Well, first of all, he gets to the boat, and everyone's, where's Tina? Okay. Because you come back without your dive buddy. Mm -hmm. He tells the other divers that the currents were too strong, and she was too heavy. And, you know... Yes, I know. (laughs) You're just looking at me. So she's being (laughs) resuscitated on this other dive boat. He stays on the spoil sport while they work on his wife. He never goes to her. Oh, come on. I, I'm not sure how I feel about that because I'm also being in healthcare. I'm always like, just let people do their job. You know, don't crowd them. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine being on one boat and being like, I need to get over there. Getting on the boat, making a scene. I don't know. And this is what I'm making up in my own head. Right. Because you're familiar with that situation. But I think that. And again, you can't ever tell how people are going to act in a situation. You can't say, well, they should have done this. I get that because I feel like too often we try to say how people should grieve or how they should react. Maybe but he's in 
like shock. I don't know, but can't believe this is happening. Or... It still doesn't look good. No, he never goes to his wife. I, I, I'm trying not to be judgmental. I mean, about Jen, that. we're not married, but if you were on that other I boat, know, no right? one would stop me from getting being there. there. Yes, I know. I know. It's, okay. it's one of those things. Gabe, so they work on her for 40 minutes and she doesn't make it, obviously. Mm-hmm. So Gabe called his dad and told him Tina had drowned. There'd been an accident and asked him to call Tom, Tina's father. No. Don't do that. No. You need a man up and call your father-in-law yourself because you're already starting to look shady. <sighs> starting to look shady? I know. Yeah. So after getting the news... Tom decided to call Gabe because he didn't get any details. He just found out there was an accident. Tina had drowned. So he tries to call Gabe, but um, doesn't reach him for 10 hours. What? It took him 10 hours to reach Gabe. You after would have your phone news. right next to you, wouldn't you? You would think so. And then didn't hear from him again for four days. Mm-mm. Couldn't reach him for four days. No. So, Tom was actually in Florida when he got the news, and he asked them to hold off on telling his wife and his other daughter until he got home. He took a trip home. By the time he got home, this all is happening, like, within the same day, within hours. By the time he got home, Gabe's mom had already had a ticket to Australia and was getting on a plane to go to Gabe. Okay. So, there was... Some delay mm-hmm. in when Gabe told his parents and when Tina's family Got had found news, out, yeah. which yeah. does not look good. No, no, it doesn't. Gabe had told Tina's parents, you know, I was with her. I was telling her how much I loved her. Mm-hmm. I can't even go on because mm-hmm. it's just. Mm-mm. He tells her, he tells her parents how he risked his own life to try to save her. That's an embellishment, Gabe. I don't know if he did that just to make them feel better, but it was just not a good idea. Well, it sounds like either he's guilty or he's He wants to look like a good guy. Like, he's a douchebag and he just wants to look better than what he is. I mean, unfortunately, it's not a crime to be a cowardly dumbass, but... It just makes you look really bad. It really doesn't look good. Mm -mm. There's a lot of tension over the burial. Gabe and his family made all of Tina's arrangements without her family. You've okay. only been a married you've only been married 11 days. No. That is not your place. They were there were the tensions were so high between the families. They had actually they had different viewing rooms. Okay. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised with the way the wedding went, but... No, and then this? Yeah, no. No, not at all. There was an autopsy conducted on Tina's body after, and the pathologist found that she had suffered from air embolism that led to her drowning. So the air embolism occurs when the bubbles end up in either an artery or a vein, and then they block flow. Okay. So this causes heart attack, respiratory failure... And how often does that happen and how can that... I don't know how often it happens, but it says that when scuba diving, either holding your breath for too long or heading to the surface of the water too quickly can cause the lungs air sacs to rupture, which caused the emboli to form. Well, we know she wasn't heading to the surface Mm -mm. too quickly. So if the regulator is in her mouth and she Mm -hmm. still has air, why is she holding her breath? 
you would think because if you're hyperventilating even if you're scared you're not you're right you're not really holding your breath you're yeah like i don't so reports said before that her tanks were always she always mm-hmm. used more air than everybody else because she was panicky mm-hmm. divers that were on the boat eventually they contacted the funeral home of where tina's service was and they left a message for tom wow. tina's dad about being on the boat and sharing concerns that's a big deal. Like, you don't typically step in on something like that unless you feel like you mm-hmm. have something that's really crucial to... They didn't feel like Gabe's account afterwards either. Again, we shouldn't judge how people grieve or how they react, but I guess he was playing cards that night, and, you know, obviously the boat has to make it back to shore. Yeah. And just not he acting wasn't like reacting someone who at all, just like... lost their new wife. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Tom also traveled to Australia to talk to Wade, and Wade talks about this. He was super, super nervous about meeting Tina's dad. Well, I'm he sure. He didn't know what to expect. Right. Well, he felt responsible for the whole thing, I'm sure. Yeah. And he he said in the end, like, Tom was a stand-up guy. He just really wanted to hear firsthand what happened. Yeah. He felt there was so much gray that he needed to know the story from someone who was there that mm-hmm. knew what was going on. Yeah. So between this talking to these other divers that were on the boat and then talking to Wade, Tom found out that Gabe was not truthful. He found out he hadn't done everything he could to bring his daughter back to the surface. He wasn't next to her while she was being resuscitated. All of these things. A diver reports later on, after all this starts coming out, another diver comes forward and reports that he saw two divers underwater. One diver was moving their arms erratically, okay? And then diver two was holding diver one in a bear hug. Then diver one uh-huh. falling to the floor. Okay. Well, that would explain why she was holding her breath because she couldn't breathe. Maybe. So diver Possibly? one, diver one right. is Tina. She's seen moving her arms and legs erratically. Diver 2 is holding her in a bear hug. A bear hug. Mm -hmm. So she's forward. He's got her arms around the chest. And then he lets go and she falls to the floor. It just seems really suspicious. It doesn't at all recount his, I had her hand. I let go for a second. I did this. There was nothing about, I have my arms wrapped around her for whatever reason. What, What could he have done well, and the thing is, is a panicked diver, you don't sink. So. You don't sink. Divers don't sink. Could you have been choking her until she stopped breathing and then let her go? And she sunk because she was already dead. I know I'm inserting yeah. my. No, but I mean, think about it, right? And then a panic diver, they say that like someone when they're underwater and from your story, I can agree when you went snorkeling, that <laughs> when they're panicked, you cannot stop a scuba diver from getting to the top. They will mm-hmm. crawl over anyone or anything oh, yeah. to get to the top. So if she's panicking, why is she sinking? Right. No, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. I was like an Olympic athlete pushing past those people <laughs> to get back to the boat. Yeah. So it yeah. doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Uh, he does try to collect travel insurance when he gets home. Uh, and he, but he was denied and he w- wanted to appeal this, but 
I know, right? His attorney was like, you should probably shouldn't do that because that's leading to some self-incrimination. Don't don't okay. push that envelope. The okay. decisions that this man has made. No, are not. Years go by after this. Um, so this happens in, you know, 2003. It takes Australia five years to build a case against Gabe. Wow, that's that seems long, like a really long time. Because at first it was just written off as... As an accident. As an accident. Okay. It's an accident. Freak accident. But her family kept pushing. The more that they looked into things, it just didn't seem so. But in the meantime, Gabe actually remarries. 2008. And it is someone who looks almost identical to Tina. I have to show you the pictures afterwards. Oh. Almost identical. It is insane. I have a side by side for you. It's, I don't know. And they actually live in the home that Tina and Gabe had purchased. Oh, okay. I don't have a good feeling about any of that. I mean, I get that you have a type, but come on. So they're trying to find out, you know, why Gabe would do this. So he had, she had a life insurance policy that was only good for one year of her um, income. So I think it was like $34,000. There is talk. Tina did go to her dad, who was a insurance, I don't say broker. Uh-huh. He dealt with life insurance and accidental insurance. She went to her dad just before they got married and said, Gabe wants her to sign over, you know, make him the beneficiary. And also to, I think, quadruple, triple or quadruple. Really? Which it would make it like just over a hundred thousand. Okay. And her dad said, "You know what? There's enough going on with the wedding, and you're, you you have to like redo like your re enrollment yeah. or whatever yeah. it is is coming up. We'll take care of it then." So that it was so, never done. I gotta tell you, I'm picturing these kids coming out of college. They're in love. They're quickly getting married. I'm I'm imagining back in the day when I was coming out of college and I couldn't... Did you have life insurance? You, you know what? No. I didn't even know the first thing about going to get life insurance. She probably had it because of her dad. Because that was his thing. Sure, but, normally... but Gabe, the decisions that this man has made don't tell me that he's smart enough to be like a planner type A, let's put all this together and make sure we got all our ducks in a row. He doesn't seem like that type of guy. No. So I feel like... That's Maybe, a, that's but a so, suspicious thing. So he's only, for, so from her death, he's only getting $34,000, right? Mm-hmm. And she had $12,000 of credit card debt when they got married, which he assumed in order for them to buy this house. So essentially, he's not coming out with a ton of cash. No. He's not truly benefiting from her death. No, but isn't that because she didn't sign anything? Correct. But then why yeah. would he go through with it? I guess. I don't know. Maybe because that was his only reason. I, I'm getting married. I'm not sure. But let me. I mean. That's totally. Now we're just That's guessing. totally off topic. Right. But we're okay, So I'm going to get back guess. down to the actual. Okay. Right. What us, really happened. Give us not the what info. I think that happened. <laughs> okay. So in 2008, Australian authorities finally had enough of a case to bring Gabe to trial for the death of his wife. He resisted extradition for six months. So he was refusing to return to Australia to Mm -hmm. go for trial. He eventually traveled back to Australia voluntarily in May of 2009 to face trial. So he's already married. At the trial on June 5th of 2009, he waived his right to a jury trial or a bench trial and pled guilty 
to involuntary manslaughter due to negligence. He received a sentence of four years in prison, but wound up only serving 18 months. So his lawyer told him to do that? Probably. I'm thinking so, because he probably... He and so he and knew it, what he was working with, and he, he was like, knew. "Dude, if you don't take this deal, it's not going to be a great." They trial. worked for five years yeah. to bring you here and made you come across the to another. Yeah, they've got. They some want things. you. Yeah. So on 2020, he during an interview, Gabe told them, "I pled guilty to basically not rendering the proper aid, not saving my dive buddy." He called her his dive buddy. <laughs> he okay. did. Okay. So that was in his head. He basically, it's negligence, right? He didn't do what was expected mm-hmm. of him. Yeah. During uh, the, the investigation, prosecutors pointed out that Gabe had given police 16 different versions of what happened to Tina. And none of them mentioned, none of the versions matched up and did not go with what the eyewitness had, see, had seen. 16 different versions? Come on. They said that when Tina was brought up to the surface, her regulator was still in her mouth, her tank still had air, and tests indicated no faults with their equipment. So that's another thing that they do. They test everything afterwards Mm -hmm. to see if something could have happened. Prosecutors continue to describe Watson as an experienced diver trained in rescuing panicked divers who had allowed his wife to sink to the ocean floor without making any serious attempt to retrieve her. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty accurate. Yeah, it does. He didn't inflate her BCD. He didn't remove her weight belt. And he fulfilled to meet the obligations of being her diet buddy. He didn't share his alternative source of oxygen. Like, mm-hmm. so when Wade went down there, I told you, he yeah. put his air into Tina's. Yeah. He, and so there's a lot of things that you're supposed to do as a diet buddy that he just didn't do. So the police in Queensland had a theory of what actually happened to Tina. Oh, I want to hear that. They believe that while underwater, Gabe hugged his wife, turned off the oxygen in that process, which led her to suffocate. After she was dead, he turned the air back on, let her sink, and swam to the surface for help. Wow. Okay. See, that's what I was wondering. What could he have been doing in this bear Which hug? is what this diver says he saw. Right. He saw so if two he... dive buddies mm-hmm. or two divers underwater bear hugging. So he's bear hugging her. He turns, turns off her it arm. off. And she's flailing and panicking because she can't breathe. Right. Then she passes out. Yeah. He turns her oxygen back on and she still continues to sink. Or turns her tank back on. I'm interested to hear what wife number two thinks about all this. She never says a word. Mm. So, that's crazy. No, that's... He almost doesn't seem that smart. No, no. So, I get where you're kind of like, wow. You go back and forth and waffle because is he smart enough to do this? Is he just just someone who is inexperienced, lied about how good he was at what he could do and then he got in the situation and panicked and then it just it just looked bad i get it i get where you could yeah you can see where it could come either way meanwhile alabama was waiting for watson to come back so they could charge him with murder oh is that not crazy yeah so alabama alabama wants a piece I didn't think that you could be charged for something again but apparently if it's from a different country you can 
But even if it didn't happen in that country? So they say that he planned it while in the U.S. Okay. So. So they can get him still. They can still get him. So, ooh, did they find? So they plan to charge him with murder upon returning to Alabama. Mm-hmm. He was released from prison on November 10th, 2010, but then Australia transferred him to an immigration detention center where his deportation was delayed. So they held him there while Australia had to work with the U.S. Attorney General promising that they would not use the death penalty, that he would not face execution. Oh, Australia wanted to make sure. Extradited him. Oh, wow. Okay. They feel very strongly about that over there, I guess. Yes. Okay. So we agree. The U.S. agrees. Alabama agrees. And then he is sent home. And immediately upon arrival on November 25th, 2010, he's arrested. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, or fortunately, he was later acquitted for a lack of evidence. So nothing came. I was just going to ask what they have. Came upon this. I First, I was like, yes, Alabama. And then I was like, you know what? You can't, you shouldn't be able to charge for things twice. I'm just, I'm not sure how I, at first I was, you know, because I'm always like, yeah, justice. And then I was like, you know, he already went to trial. Yeah. You weren't even there, Alabama. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like they had anything. I was waiting for like, we seized his computer and he Googled this and this and this. And then I'd have been like, all right, over. No, 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 no. So... Later on, there the dive expert, um, Colin McKenzie, who was the original part of the original investigation, he claimed that Gabe had the certifications to bring Tina to the surface, mm-hmm. but later changed his mind after he reviewed the couple's dive history. So he started, he kept on digging, right? He said that Gabe had minimal open water experience and no rescue experience. His rescue certification was shady. And then he completed a four-day course in two days in an Alabama quarry. Hmm. Yeah, that doesn't sound like he's an expert. No. no. So later he said about Gabe, and I quote, he had no hope of being competent. He could barely save himself that day, let alone his wife. I don't believe he intended to kill her. He believes okay. that he had a lack of courage in abandoning his wife. So basically, he's just saying he wasn't competent. Yeah. Um, the dive the dive company again had offered them orientation and then the guy dive with the dive master, which they refused. And basically, Gabe just had no right to be Tina's dive buddy. And T- and and overall, Tina was not ready for that dive. No. Oh no. She wasn't experienced enough. They misrepresented themselves. Yeah. The dive company did take Watson's word and pleaded guilty because they were also under fire for this. Yeah, I bet. And they did have, they were fined $6,500 for not interviewing them separately. You know, obviously not for Tina's death, Mm -hmm. but. Well, just because there are rules in place for a reason and you need to follow them. They were. So I'm like, I don't know, Gabe, you... But then there's a couple of red flags. I'm going to tell you a little bit about some of the stuff he did. At the the showing, he actually took her engagement ring off of her finger while she was in her casket. And put her wedding ring back on and then put the engagement ring in his pocket. 
Okay. Apparently he made a comment. I don't know what the direct quote was, but about her breasts to like another friend there while she was in the casket. What? He showed a slideshow of their honeymoon, including a photo of Tina standing next to a sign that read, Caution, Drowning. Okay. So is he just stupid? It sounds like he's either stupid or he's throwing it in people's faces that he did this and... I know. He, uh, you know, he had his lawyer send a request to Tina's parents for all of Tina's things. After she's dead. No. He wanted all of her things. Why? It doesn't make any sense. He also sent out a Christmas card of him and Tina that year. Oh, really? And to one of her friends on the inside, he wrote, who is that sexy guy next to Tina? Oh, yeah, that's me. She's dead. His wife is dead. And this is their friend. I honestly just, I feel like, oh, this guy's personality and just icky. Icky, icky. I can't even, this is one of, this is somebody that if I met, I, I don't right. know. Like, are you just, is he just that guy? Like, yeah. that, I don't want to say frat guy, but just that guy is just just, so arrogant and, and just. unaware so of like, what, just normal. it's all about him. Right. And, yes, I know. I know exactly what you're thinking. But this is not a societal norm. You don't do these things. Yeah. But there's people out there that just do stupid shit and you just shake your head and oh. go, what are you? It gets worse. So Tina was buried in her native Pelham, Alabama. Her remains were exhumed in 2007. Ooh. And moved to a different lot bought by Watson. Wait, what? Yes. So she was buried. I was waiting for you to say it was something to do with the the investigation or something. No, she was buried in a lot from her parents. Gabe did not like that, so he had her body exhumed and moved to a lot a hundred feet away. Like, in the same... <laughs> I know. Here's your face. I... Is that, like, a power move? Why would it you sounds like do it. that? It sounds like all of this is a power move. All of it. I want her things. I want the ring. I want to say... Where her body's going to be... It's all weird. It. It's very weird. And she's gone. Leave her be. Let her parents grieve. It gets worse. So the family is going and they are putting flowers and gifts and things on her gravesite. They do it every weekend. And when they come back midweek, everything's gone. Mm. So they're trying to figure out why, what's going on. So they start bringing these flower arrangements and they actually have them like attached with wire mm-hmm. and like bolts to make sure like they can't be taken. Yeah. They're still taken. They're still gone. Everything's gone when they come back. So they go to the police and the police send up, set up a surveillance video. And they, the video shows Watson removing the flowers with bolt cutters and throwing everything in the garbage. Why would you do that? He says that he removed them because they were big, gaudy plastic arrangements and Tina didn't like plastic flowers. Once again, Tina doesn't have anything to say about the plastic flowers anymore. Unfortunately, Could you imagine having someone family, taking things off of no. your daughter's gravesite. Leave it be. It's a bull cutters. It, oh. It's whatever, at this point, it's, this is what's making the living feel better. 
And you just need to let take a What second. is it hurting? Not only that, her grave was unmarked for six years. When he you never moved her? he never put a headstone on. Oh, okay. But he cared about what kind of flowers were gonna be put there. Her father requested her body be returned for reburial. This poor girl. And all of her mm-hmm. items be returned to him. In 2011, the probate court removed Watson as administrator of Tina's estate and appointed her father and also yeah. requested that Gabe give back all pictures, yearbooks. What does he need those things for? It's no. not like they had a child. It's almost like he just wanted to keep them from her parents. Yes. Like so whatever like their relationship, yes. yeah, whatever their relationship was with, with all that that started, he was just, he was sticking it to these poor people. He was. That's not. He was. That's not okay. So that's, and like I said, today he lives in the house that him and Tina bought with his new wife. I'll show you some pictures later. Uh, This is a movie they made for television movie, uh, Fatal Honeymoon. It was made in 2012. I have not seen it, but it's based on the true story. So we can add that to our snack table. We'll we'll add it to our list. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Isn't that a hard one? Yeah, it's a hard one. You know what I think? And it's it's not very nice, but I'll say it. Guilty or not, this guy really sucks as a human being from everything that you've told me. And I think he deserved the jail time. Yeah. He probably deserved more. And if I had to make a decision right now whether he did it or not, I'm going to say he did it. I think he's guilty. Okay. Yeah. That's... I still go back and forth. I agree. I, either way, he let his wife drown. Like, yeah. What the dive expert had said, he was a coward, and yeah. he they he when he came back to the boat, he told people that the currents were too strong; yeah. it was more than they could handle, and he was probably panicking just as much probably. when she panicked, and he chose to ditch her and save if, himself. Right, if yeah. he didn't actually turn off her oxygen. And I am confident that if we were in the same situation, and we wouldn't be because we wouldn't lie about that, but if we were in a situation where we were in trouble and we were underwater, I am confident in saying that Billy or Steve would have done everything in their power and we both probably would have went down if that were the case. Like, they never would have let us go. No. There's no way in hell. No. Oh, my gosh. Steve wouldn't even let you go. No. Like, it wouldn't have. Right. Like, it wouldn't have happened. I just don't see it. So... He's probably just, yeah. He's just not a good person. I know that's not a crime, but he was, he's not guilty or not. You know. There's just a lot of every time that I was like, okay, maybe he was not a killer. Why are you taking the engagement wing off of your dead wife? So mm-hmm. you're right. He's just not a good person. Not smart, whatever it may be. But that's my story of the scuba honeymoon killer. What a tragic way. It's so sad. Anytime I read those headlines, though, honeymoon tragedies, I can't help but to think that one of the spouses off to the other one. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, I thought you were going, I just, my heart breaks because, but yes, I know. No, I'm sad, of course. Yeah. yeah. Default emotion, sadness. But I also think, I just can't help but think tragedies happen, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I remember it was a couple weeks ago I saw a headline, oh, and it was 
the couple on their honeymoon. I don't know where they were. And I think it was like a motorbike, like a, mm. it was like an accident, some kind of thing that they were doing excursion wise just went wrong. And yeah. She got hit. I don't know if it was by a car, but I, I didn't read it because I was like, oh, that's just, and I just, yeah, just read the headline. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, I, I know enough. I'll, you know. It's really bad that I say that, though, because we talk about this every week, but I couldn't read the story. I don't know. Maybe it was I was blocked by Apple. Maybe they were like, you need to sign up. Oh, yes, like, you, you have to sign what? up for I don't have subscription for of something. Yeah, or enter your information. I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah. But. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything on a lighter note <gasps> to help us? Yeah. Come back oh, from that yeah. Might flip the script. I'm trying to plan another COVID birthday party. Oh, that's always yeah. we're getting to be professional yeah. COVID birthday party planners. We are celebration yeah. planners. So, you know, just I think sometimes we go a little overboard because we feel bad that we can't do the normal things. So I'm trying to maintain a balance and not go too crazy. But I, I have a Especially lot of Especially when like, some people are celebrating multiple birthdays in COVID. Um mm-hmm. there's no making up for it twice. There really isn't. This is like our new norm now. I know. So yeah. So you might be feeling regretful that you offered to help because <laughs> okay. I'll be sending you a list of can you make these and these You're oh, gonna be like, that's you know I love doing that stuff I love planning parties yeah, and all I that know. kind of stuff so I know, I'm not always fun. good at making like the handmade you know stuff you see on Pinterest because I'm not crafty but I'm a planner uh-huh. and I like to do all that kind of stuff so okay. well then I'll handle the Rice Krispie med kits and I believe that is all you. (laughs) You can have Stella because, you know, she's all up that Martha Stewart alley, but Mm -hmm. definitely no. Yeah. Actually, the kids would probably enjoy doing it if I gave Stella and Ava the job to create the the treat. Because it's thoughtful and handy. Yeah, they would love that. Yeah. It looked easy, too. So I should probably say people are like, what is she talking about? Where my son is, he really enjoys Fortnite. I don't know. That's probably an unpopular thing to say, too. But you know what? We're desperate right now. And oh my COVID gosh, my and... kids are now playing Fortnite. They tried to get me to play last night. It was awful. I hated every second of it. I told them how much I hated it. And then I tried to pretend that I took it back because yeah. I feel bad because they like it so much. It's no, just I get awful. it. I get it. I finally broke down and learned how to play because it just took me a while to get used to the controllers on the PS, you know, four because I don't. It's not like Nintendo where you just have like a couple buttons and like you, you, you've got a lot going on. I can't on. stand how you change the camera angle and this and that. It's, but I'm not a gamer. I don't have yeah. the attention span for that. You know me. Yeah. I, yeah. You'll figure it out. It's really cool that they, that they actually want me to play with them. I kind of remind, like, like you always say, like, it's fleeting. They're getting older. They're not always going to want to hang out with their parents. So, so now we play. And actually, I, I, I mean, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I feel like I'm getting a lot better. Oh my gosh. Well, I I, you're better own. than me because I told my kids, I'm doing this so you don't complain the next time I make you play Uno or do a puzzle. Because <laughs> this is my personal hell. So now, now I get it. I get it when you are mad at me when I make you do things that you don't want to. Mm-hmm. So. It's hard to learn though. But once you learn it, it's kind of fun. I'll admit it. Um, we'll see. So I figured we decorate. We won't be playing Fortnite all day long, but... Um, you know, give the kids a couple of hours to play. It'll give us time to like <laughs> relax and yeah, rest. And, and I know what a med pack is. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that we still have snow and then we can get the guys to take them out to go sledding and then, you know, do hot cocoa yeah. and some Burn food. Off some energy. I got that loot pinata, you know, the, the big llama pinata. 
This is exciting. It's something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Feels normal yeah. when we can plan. Yeah. It does feel kind of normal. Like I said, our calendar's filling up and it's all like fun things that'll get us, you know. Yeah, we just had a semi-normal event with Julia's first gymnastics meet of the season. Yeah, that's right. It was kind of normal, kind of not. It was limited spectators and we had to sit in only two two people per gymnast. So, And we had to sit in our two seats the whole time. You're not allowed to really move around. Which I kind of liked personally, because there's always people in your space and Mm -hmm. crowding you to see their kid. I know everybody wants to get that perfect video, but sometimes it gets overwhelming. So it's Mm kind of nice where people just had to sit. We had to go to another state for her to compete, obviously, because we couldn't do it in Illinois. Uh, But they were so good. These poor coaches are carrying around bottles of hand sanitizer. Everyone's got masks on. They have the girls spread out. Yeah. They didn't care as no. long as they were there. They'll do whatever it takes to be able to do something that they love. And I'm glad that they're still being, you know, that they're still able to figure that out for them. Yeah. So that I know was it's fun. a lot of long days in the gym, but you know. Yeah, they it's it's good. It's good. So that felt good. Another sign of normalcy. So hopefully yeah. it keeps keeps coming. And congrats to Jules. I thought the pictures were great. Oh, oh she you. looks like a little professional. I could oh. see her in the Olympics already. She was really nervous. Uh it's her first competition after her broken arm. So she still yeah. has a lot of fear that she's overcoming. She had great scores, but she knows she could have done better mm-hmm. so she's a little bit disappointed it's, in herself it's hard, right to push yourself when you've done that because you're just oh I don't want to do it again I don't want to and how did I do that what did I do yeah. that that happened um but she's getting there I I think she'll have a really good season once she gets over it. it's so good. mental I don't know they, I couldn't do it you have all these people watching you it's only you it's not a team sport yeah. and then not only are you up against the other teams they're performing you're up against your best friend who's a gymnast yeah you're competing with your team yeah that's hard that's so hard. you're there cheering on the girl that potentially wants to beat you yeah. that you're practicing with every day it's a huge mental game I couldn't do it I always tell her I'm like Julia you could do terrible and I still think it's amazing because mm-hmm. I couldn't put myself out there like that so oh, the yeah. fact that you even do that I yeah. think you're all commendable and I get that now as a mom but I used to get so mad at my mom <laughs> God love her because she just she just loved everything I did. It didn't matter oh. if it was awful or not. And she'd be like, "Good job, Tara. That was a great." And I'd be like, "Shut up, mom." Because I was honest with Julia. You know, oh, you she, were. Yeah, well, because so she was on beam, and I could she wasn't committed. Mm-hmm. There was a couple things where she did. They were rushed. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, Julia, I know you. You practice better than that. Like yeah. you got up there and you just kind of rushed through it a little bit, and yeah. so unfortunate for my children. But you knew I, that. I'm very honest with them. That was my dad. He'd be like, what happened? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I'd be like, I don't Did know. you have to use the you bathroom? Know? I don't know. Why'd you <laughs> rush through that? <laughs> right. But I appreciated that because he felt what I was feeling. Like he was disappointed too. And he was like, I know you can do better. And my mom just, I mean, she didn't do, she wasn't really a sporty athlete. I mean, like I said, she did her version. Her she twirling. The baton twirling and all that. So like she kind of. But your of, mom is, she's a seven probably like you. Oh, she's, everything is is wonderful and amazing and awesome yeah. and but that I mean sometimes yeah. you need that optimism yeah well I appreciate it now as an adult but back then it would just it would Annoying make you. me angry yes. shut up I'd be like no just tell me the truth just tell me it was awful yeah. you know kind of like our loved yeah. ones with this podcast just tell me the truth <laughs> just tell us <laughs> is this awful <laughs> no we're not awful we're good no. we just you know we have a lot of hoops and learning and Gosh, our podcast is in its infancy, and 
I'm pretty excited about where we're at yeah. so far, right? And if you do like us, just let us. us know. I mean, I we do have we do have people that send us the email, the occasional email and text and all those things letting us know and God knows I appreciate that. But man, if you if you have a, a second and you like us, get on and and leave a review. We would love to have your your thoughts out there for other people because then that's how they find our show and they they decide, oh, this is something I might want to listen to. Yeah. You know, sure. And we're not we're not shy about this isn't, you know, down to brass tacks every single time. It's a conversational podcast. We sometimes tell I each other the my stories. opinion more than I need yeah. to. I think because we enjoy speculating. We do. enjoy talking it out, kind of trying to figure out what people are thinking, yeah. what's going on in the scene. If I had to read this like a newscast, I this would quickly get old for me. This is uh, this is what we do. It would only be a one person <laughs> show because I'd be out. Yeah. So this is what we do. So I know a lot of people don't like the chit chat and the banner, but if you do, you know, hopefully, hopefully we're for you. Yeah. Find so. us. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Um, Soon ones. to be on oh, YouTube. Yeah. We will Wicked see. Ones podcast. <laughs> uh, drop us a note, like us, share us, give us a five star review. Mm-hmm. Anything to let us know that we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. And you know what? I decided we need to start asking for specific stories. So if anybody out there has any of these honeymoon stories, like it doesn't have to be a murder, but just just a good story about, you know. I would like a wedding night story. Like a, yeah, right? Like a wedding or just a really awkward couple story. I agree. Those are those are good. All right. So yeah. Next week will be Valentine's. Mm-hmm. So I guess I better get all my Christmas stuff right away. <laughs> And Julia better have Steve take her to the store so she can get Valentine's with treats. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? And the other way, she's getting, up. like, smencils or something. Totally. <laughs> Always. Or tattoos. Nobody likes tattoos, Mom. I'm like, everybody loves a tattoo. Oh, yeah. I still like tattoos. Oh, gosh. My kids, are, I guess, I guess we're, those aren't cool anymore. But anyways, everybody have a good, happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy. And we'll talk to you soon. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye.